Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome to the White Tail Legacy Podcast. We're all set up here down this creek bottom. Being buck fed here a bunch of times, so good chance to see it on him. Meh. Smoked him. I think he just crashed, bro. <laughs> Absolute money, dude. It's 76 degrees out. We just set up 80 yards from a buck and killed him at 18 yards. Here we are. We're set up on a scrape that's been absolute fire in the last eight days. We know a shooter went in here to bed this morning. Matt. I smoked his ass tonight. You get it? That was at eight, dude. That's at eight. Fucked out October 28th. Homies up for the rest of November. But absolutely incredible season. Both kills on hanging hunts, right on the beds. Just making it, making it happen. Welcome to the Whitetail Legacy Podcast, coming in your ear holes, and man, we are discouraged today. Absolutely discouraged. Um, let me get into the people that make this possible, get into the show. Um, so, if you guys aren't familiar with Exodus um, and their mobile cams, um, the render, um, I believe it's the best mobile cam on the market. And the buck that we're going to talk about tonight, I had hitting a scrape um, two days ago on uh, mobile cam on video and uh, it's a buck I called Jojo and uh, the reason I'm demoralized is uh, he I seen him going to bed this morning about 9 30 went in there tonight it's hot everybody says I'm wasting my time etc um, and that buck come out that bedding area and came into 40 yards 42 yards and I hit a limb 
and my arrow went about four or five foot above him and had a Luminoc on it. I couldn't even find it after I got down and looked for it, but he blew out of there. Uh, the limb was, luckily, I mean, the limb was 10 foot in front of him. He was coming in, edging my wind um, on the backside, and I just, uh, he went through one shooting lane, went to the second one, and they stood there, and uh, I was like, okay, this is my shot. If I would have just waited to the next one, next shooting lane, I could have had a clean shot on but a limb probably about the size of my finger was there, and uh, one of those that go you know up out of the tree and then splits, and I hit it right there about the split, and broke the limb and my arrow went flying like I said I couldn't even find the arrow after the shot buck blew out of there and then stood up you know 90 yards away and started blowing and took off but uh dismissed 160 inch deer so uh, but this morning I went in there on him in the pinch and uh he came through right on the property line at 9 30 9 15 in the morning went back in there um only deer I seen and then uh, tonight when I was in there, tonight when I was in there, that was the only deer I seen uh, also was that buck. But I figured he was going to come in and work this scrape that was 20 yards away from me. But he worked, come in, went down the draw, come up. Um, and the video, I only got his feet coming into the field. But he went edged out into this little pasture field, basically trying to scent check all the timber that I was in. Um, and the cam that I've been getting on is in the bottom of that north of there. And he, he was probably 10 feet from my scent cone. Um, when I shot, I probably could have let him get to that next shooting lane. Uh, but he's gigantic, has like a flyer drop tine, probably five, six inches, kickback G2, 10 pointer, 60 class deer, um, nice brows. Uh, and you know, you only get so many opportunities a season. That could have been my one opportunity. Um, to to make it happen but good hunt um like i said i was close to where that deer was bedded and uh and that's what you got to do on these hunts but like i said it was 72 today and that that mature deer was out just not hitting scrapes he was just cruising working that area uh, before dark so first time i encountered that deer it's the first year on this property and i uh, should have had him killed this is the first time i've missed a buck in seven years um so it uh Man, it hurts bad. Had to come home and tell the kids that I missed and um, got in the truck. And, man, I was just, you know, like crushed. But uh, you only get so many opportunities a year, you know, and, and I put myself in the right spot. Deer come in. Everything's working out. And then, you know, the stuff that you have to do, that shot. And this is a hanging hunt. Um but there's plenty of shooting, and I should have just waited. For, I should have took him in that first shooting lane because um, I was drawn on him, or I should have took him in that third shooting lane, which, I mean, it's just like there. the three shooting lanes are all 10 foot apart. I mean, it's real close, and there's just one tree that splits. That's probably, you know, calf, calf size, and that's one of the finger size limbs that I hit on that deer. But luckily, I didn't wound him. Um, the arrow soared way above him. Had a Luminoc on it. Like I said, I couldn't even find the arrow anywhere. Um, one thing about the way I shot him was I shot him. He was almost level with me because he was so much higher than me, but he didn't have a clue I was there. But, uh, all right, sorry about that pause. My kid was saying something in the, the other seat here, and he 
then I asked him what he wanted, and he said, you missed him. I'm like, yeah, I know I missed him, dude. Uh, but I'm going to get a buddy, my buddy Garrett on the line here and see how his night went. But uh, do not not hunt. You know, like I said, mornings are better, but those evenings, if you can get where you're close to bedding, these bucks are still up and moving. It is November. So I'm going to go in and hunt that deer tomorrow morning. I'm not going to let it discourage me. Um, I know I did booger him up a little bit, so I don't know how good it will be, but there's a lot of other deer that are working that same pinch. So I'm going to go in there tomorrow and keep hunting and keep trying to do the best I can. Um, but yeah, sorry. I let you guys down. I let myself down. I let my kids down. Um, but, uh, it's just hunting, man. And I, that just watching that at Luminoc fly and go way over him like that is just, it's just absolutely devastating. You know, you only get so many shots at, a buck, but you only get so many shots at a 160-class deer with the drop-dine flyer thing and kickback G2s and giant frame. Uh, you know, right when I seen him, I seen him probably 90 yards away, and oh, I was like, oh, that's him. Come right out of the bedding that he went into this morning. So <sighs> he's still out there, still alive, still a lot of season left to get him, but man, it burns right now because I should be getting ready to go get my kids and track a 160-inch deer. All right, let's get Garrett on the phone. All right, I got Garrett um, on tonight, man. How's it going? Good. Thanks for having me, buddy. Yeah, I know the uh, the energy at the beginning of this podcast is extremely low. Um, so <laughs> uh, I just told you what had happened um, here when I called you before you hopped on. Um, so uh, what what are you seeing out there for the rut? What, what do you got going on? Well, my my rutcation begins Thursday afternoon and runs through the 14th, and I I'm kind of glad that I didn't try to push it to early November, just because we do have some warm weather. But your your encounter tonight is just proof that time of year trumps weather, hands down. Um, what I what I saw this last weekend, what I'm seeing on cameras and talking to guys is that the the big deer are beginning to become more active testosterone is rising they're they're starting to shy away from the scrapes and beginning to seek a little bit more uh, i think you're going to find more and more bucks and specifically mature deer bouncing from bedding to bedding and i think we're four to seven days away from absolute prime time here in the midwest so if you took this week off don't get discouraged because of the heat um, some of my best hunts have been when it's abnormally warm. Uh, just focus on that first hour of light, the last hour of light, and don't don't dismiss a, a day of hunting just because it's warm. That's that's what I've got for the next three to four days. All right. Yep. That's that's what I'm saying too. You know, if you can get tight to those bedding areas in the afternoon and uh, hunt those travel corridors in the morning, the mornings are going to be better. But um, like I said, I've seen this buck going in this morning, and then I actually called you and game planned. Um, yeah. What you know, I'm like this. This is where I think he's bedding, and it's because it's hot. He's going down to this bottom. It'd be cool down there. He's got water. Um, that's the direction he was coming. And then uh, I'm text you tonight. I said pinch or corn, and uh, you said pinch, and I was like, yeah. oh, that's where I'm gonna go. I was pr pretty much planning on going to the pinch because I left my camera arm, my bow hooks, all that in that tree. Yep. But 
I was just thinking, man, maybe something pulled, you know, pulled deer to that um, corn. Um, but I only seen that buck this morning and that buck this afternoon. That is it. It's the only deer I've seen all day. Wow. But, I mean, I know I know you got a, a sour stomach right now, but kudos to you, man. You went in for that deer. You saw him both times. I mean, that's that right there is success in itself. You know, like, I, I think you made the right decision to go in there this morning. You made the right decision to hunt again tonight. I mean, if you're hunting on a food source now, you have to realize that you're hunting – a food source that's going to have does because the bucks aren't going there to feed. Mm-hmm. They might graze a little bit, but their 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 primary objective is going to go to check does. Yeah. And before long, those does are going to get pestered enough where they're going to start shying away. Going to be a little more timid to go out in the open in those food sources. It's typical rut habitat. But I, dude, you, you hit it on the head. Like, rub some dirt on it, go back in there and kill them, and it'll feel that much better. Oh God, yeah. But yeah, this deer he ran past four open scrapes didn't even acknowledge yep. that they were there and then was literally headed right to one that's 15 yards away from my stand that was wide open, hoof prints in it this morning um, and faded to the downwind side of that. And uh, in my mind, I never thought that's where I'm going to shoot this a deer, like on the open edge of a hay field, you know, when it's 72 degrees in the for the high. Like it just, but that just goes to show you time of year, man. Uh, but that deer came right out of that bedding, just trotting. And I know he come out of that bedding. Cause remember I said that drop off, mm-hmm. he just come mm-hmm. right up that drop off, hop the fence right out in the middle of that hay field, trotting Jeez. across it. I'm like, Pff. and then I was like watching him. I'm like, there's no way he's going to go North into the open bean field. Cause there's no deer. He knows there's no deer up there. You can see all the way up there. He worked right to me. I thought he was going to come in 15, 20 yards, but right at the end, he faded just a touch south. And that wind was south, but my thermals might have been pulling a little bit towards that right. bottom, you know? Right. So I right. had that in my mind. But like I said, I, I, uh, you know, and a lot of stuff go into your mind when you're a buck's trotting in and the oh, whole yeah. encounter's a minute long and you see him from 100 yards out. I only lost visual of him for about four seconds when he was in the bottom. Um, and he was, you know, you know how that bucks are when they're trot, kind of trotting through the timber doing that head bob, dob, dodging limbs and shit. You know, he was moving, <laughs> you know. Oh, yeah. He was cruising through there and just get – I, like I said, I thought he'd seen my truck, and that's, that's the only reason he stopped, or I would have stopped him at the next shooting lane. But I got down there and stood where he was as I was looking for my arrow that is non-existent. It must have disintegrated. I have no idea where it, where it went. Um, well, look in the trees. Yeah. Oh, that's probably where it's at. I didn't look there. But, I mean, it's a it's ankle shin-high grass that's kind of, you know, sparse with leaves. And I'm like, a red luminox should be, or nocturnal should be shining out in this thing like crazy. But, nope. But, yeah, I mean... Like you said, time you can kill them right now. You just got to be out there. So, like I said, Amen, I, I talked to you earlier in the year about this is my year. Been seven years. I I keep saying it every year. One of these years, I'm gonna mess up, not kill nah. a buck, mess up on a big one. So, you only get so many encounters. So, hopefully the the deer gods uh, bless me with another encounter this rutcation. But I'm gonna load up the quiver again and go after it. <laughs> 
In the words of Cody Jenkins in the most recent episode we put out, you have to will it to happen, dude. Yeah. You can just keep your head up. You got a ton of time left. The best hunting is yet to come. Yeah. You got the monkey off your back. You got your mulligan. Full steam ahead, man. All right, brother. I appreciate you coming on. Good luck, man. I'll talk to you soon. Later. All right. Well, there you have it, guys. Um, If you can get out there and hunt, the bucks are moving. Um, Not the story that I wanted to bring to you guys. Uh, Not my normal story. Like I said, I let the kids down. I let myself down. Let you guys down. Should be sharing the story of how I hammered this, you know, 160-inch buck with a drop tine and bent G2. Jojo. Jojo gave me the slip. He has no idea how close he was to death. So... All right, love you guys. Always try to do the right thing. Try to leave a legacy, and Whitetail Legacy is out.